I think today's conversation is all about settling into this new norm as best as we can. And if you're a teacher, just being really responsible with how we move forward. Try your Try your hardest to put yourself in other people's shoes before judging them and try not to judge yourself. If you want to do a million Instagram live classes from dancers all around the world, then go for it. But if you feel like crawling up on the couch to watch Disney movies, then that's okay too. We are all going through an intense moment of stress together and we need to do what feels right for us. Welcome to the podcast for ballerinas, adult ballerinas, parents of ballerinas, and everyone in between. I'm your host, Georgia Canning, also known as the Balanced Ballerina, and it's my mission to break down the elitist barriers often associated with ballet. Through my own studios and ballet-related businesses, I'm all about providing space and content for people from all walks of life to experience and enjoy the many benefits of ballet. Each month, I'll bring you industry leaders and thought-provoking guests who will hopefully inspire you to lead a more balanced life, full of grace, with a little grit. Today is episode number 40 of the Balanced Ballerinas podcast. And I'll be honest, it's not the kind of episode that I thought I'd be recording to celebrate hitting number 40. In fact, if I'm honest, I don't really feel like celebrating today. I don't think too many people feel like celebrating much at the moment, except for the amazing Balanced Ballerinas community that I can continue to communicate and connect with online. That's something to celebrate. (laughs) Thank God this is online. I am so very thankful for each and every one of you and that we can keep this connection going. Speaking of you, I don't know about you, but I am feeling very tired about being part of a huge historical event, which is what this is. It's a huge historical event. I think if you're listening to this conversation well into the future, you'll get a glimpse of what it felt like to be part of the world COVID-19 pandemic back in 2020. So hello to all future podcast listeners who may be blissfully unaware babies right now. Oh, must be good to be you. (laughs) Like many, I have had a week that felt like a month I also had a new morning routine. Do you want to hear about it? It was very different to the kind I often talk about on this podcast. There wasn't much well-being going on, let's just say that much. It felt more like survival. If you own a dance studio, it may have been very similar to yours. You see, I'd wake up about three hours before my alarm went off and I'd lay there thinking about how to navigate the day ahead, how to save my business, how to make it through to the other side of this, and how to be socially responsible in the fight of this virus whilst my community begged me, begged me to keep the studio doors open. Then I'd read and reply to countless heart-wrenching messages from clients sending their love or sharing their own pain, and I'd try to respond with some sense of positivity even though I wasn't feeling that positive. (laughs) Disappointingly, though, 
Occasionally, I'd even receive a message from another small business owner telling me that what I was doing by staying open was being extremely irresponsible. Now, that was just really disappointing because during a time when everyone is just trying to do the best that they can with, at the time, you know, what were very vague guidelines, you know, we should have been treating each other with kindness and consideration. So... After receiving this lovely unsolicited advice, I'd muster all my strength to respond with grace or just simply delete and explain that, you know, everyone is just doing the best that they can and to kindly mind their own business. Then I'd roll out my yoga mat because my gym's closed, but instead of doing some meditation or gentle stretching, I'd just stare at it because I was too exhausted to actually use it. Look, I knew some movement and mental clearing, you know, would help ease this sick feeling in the pit of my stomach, but I just couldn't stop staring at it. Whilst barely touching my breakfast, I would call my business partner, aka mum, and I'm sure she won't mind me sharing and telling you that she sobbed every morning over this past week between plans, forecasts and projections for the survival of our business. She's so strong, even if in the face of just so much uncertainty and heartbreak, she's still prioritizing contingency plans and ensuring that our studio can open its doors on the other side of this and welcome our customers back. Then, after the practical world pandemic tasks were discussed, a sentence I never thought I'd say, we we would just simply express how much what we've built means to us and Even though our studio will survive this, look, we've made sure it will. It honestly felt like someone had died and that we were mourning their loss. We'd share stories about our clients and talk about what they're going through and how we could possibly help and what we could possibly offer and do. To be honest, we felt pretty hopeless, but kept coming back to the fact that our community needed us to stay open for as long as possible so that people had a place to seek solace and forget the worries in the world. This was one of the most beautiful things to witness throughout this past week. Seeing my clients' anxiety dissipate and turn into calm as they begin bar, then moving across the centre with a little more ease in their chest, they'd end up walking out the door feeling like a new person and this is why I kept my studio doors open for as long as possible and whilst I take my job very seriously I took it even more seriously these past few weeks our studio is already very clean but we went to the absolute nth degree to make sure that it was pristine I've never cleaned so much in my life I created calming playlists Um, I asked people how they were doing anything that I could control in this uncontrollable time I was doing but this took a toll on my own emotional well-being and there wasn't a day that I didn't feel drained or a moment that didn't just feel heavy. Anyway, getting back to my new routine. Then I'd hop in my car with a larger than life coffee that went cold from being on the phone with mum for far too long and I'd just cry all the way to the studio and I did this because I promised not to break in front of my students I almost made it at my very last adult ballet class on Wednesday night. I 
I cried a little bit in the reverence because stupidly I played some very sad music. I mean, actually try find a reverence piece of music that's bright and sparkly. It's very hard to come by. But my students were devastated that the studio was going to close soon and I had to be a beacon of hope and strength and especially in front of the little ones, I couldn't break in front of them. We also had to lend an empathetic ear during this time and I couldn't do that if I was a mess. So I got it out of my system there and then in the car. I don't know how my mum did it. She's on our front desk at the studio and she listened to story after story of people in our dance community who were already suffering, who were already losing their jobs, who had family members stuck on the other side of the world. She's one of those people that takes the world's weight and worry on her shoulders and she makes everyone's sadness her sadness and this week it just broke her. She was a listening ear, a metaphorical shoulder to cry on and tried to help our community find comfort in the fact that, well, I guess we're all in this together. However, we're not all in this together in quite the same way. Having a business like ours, we also experience seeing families who were very minimally affected by the situation, who were like, oh, we all just got to stay home for a little bit and have some good quality family time. (laughs) I wasn't sure whether I should mention this in the podcast today, but I decided it was important because some people are walking around with a lot of privilege, myself included to a degree, and it's important to note that others are far worse off than you. When a client who doesn't work started complaining about having to clean her own house because her cleaner has decided to stay home, I really struggled to hold my tongue. I wanted to ask her if she was still going to pay her cleaner. I really struggled not to give her a lecture about perspective. And then I had another client who was upset that they lost $19 when they cancelled an adult ballet class outside my cancellation policy last week and she said that it wasn't fair again it took all my strength after the many meetings we had with banks and all sorts of people you know to say you know what's not fair having to close our business in a few days and still pay rent and all our outgoings because the government is providing us almost no assistance any money we had saved will be used to save our studio not purchase a studio one day or start decreasing my workload so that I can, you know, maybe start a family one day. No, now that money will be gone. That's not fair. But I didn't. Instead, I tried to remember that everyone is experiencing the situation very differently. But one thing is for certain, guys, everyone is feeling In case you couldn't tell, (laughs) which I'm sure you have, I am feeling so much right now and that's okay. If you feel angry or sad or hurt or anxious, it's okay. It's all okay. There is not one way to feel right now, but is it just me or do your feelings feel like they are on steroids right now? Mine certainly do. Yes, look, we had some doozy clients like the ones I just spoke about, but for every one, there was a hundred who wrote me the most beautiful notes filled with love, concern and care. I hope she doesn't mind me sharing, but 
Just in case, I shall read this anonymously. One of my adult ballet clients wrote, in the last weeks, we have all heard the government talking about essential and non-essential businesses. It made me reflect upon what I regard as essential and non-essential. If the government asked me what I regard as essential in my life, I would certainly grant your ballet classes the essential status that they deserve. I am sure any other member of your dance community feels the same way. I joined your adult ballet community at the end of 2013 and every time I walk through the studio's door, I feel at home. I'm going to miss you. I'm going to miss your music, your voice, your classes, as well as your mum and hero. I'm going to miss the way you keep us breathing. And for that reason, and because of the impact this virus is having in all aspects of our lives, I think that even if the lockdown situation only lasts for a few weeks, it's going to feel like an eternity. Aren't her words just exquisite? They're just beautiful. I received so many beautiful messages like this. One positive, I guess, out of this whole situation this past week is realizing just how much I am loved. And if you're a studio owner, how much you are loved, how much your studio is loved, how important the studio is to the well-being of many of my and your clients that we see week in and week out. Gosh, it just broke my heart closing the studio on Wednesday evening. But in saying that, a part of me was sort of relieved. I I was tired of crying every night on the way home. I'll admit that crying is super foreign to me. If I'm experiencing difficult times, I might have one big cry and that's it for months. But this constant routine of tears morning and night was not only unbearable, but so out of nowhere for me. That's how I know we're all experiencing something quite abnormal. <laughs> now, saying that this time in our lives is strange is an understatement. Nothing about this time is normal, and we really should abandon trying to make it so. There is nothing normal about my studio doors being closed when they're usually open 9am till 9pm Monday to Saturday, there's nothing normal about not having anywhere to be or anywhere to go. Whilst I wanted to slow down and lessen my work hours, I didn't want to go from a 65-hour work week to zero. There's nothing normal about having my boyfriend around 24-7 working from home with his pants on back to front, trying to console me every morning as I come to terms with this new normal. He's been brilliant, by the way, but there's going to be nothing normal about him watching me try navigate online ballet classes and content from our small apartment living room whilst he writes emails and hosts conference calls. Actually, this could be quite hilarious. Perhaps he'll be a pretty good ballerina by the end of lockdown with all the ballet knowledge he's going to unconsciously soak up. He's already going through my basket of equipment I brought home from the studio, wrapping therabounds around his neck like a scarf and rolling massage balls across the lounge room floor to the dog. Uh, picking up a semi-soft Pilates ball, he did that and he asked, you know, do you want me to pump this up for you? And I went, no, 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 no doubt. It's supposed to be like that. <laughs> so let's just all be kind to ourselves, okay? Kind to ourselves and kind to each other. I didn't just tell you all of that 
so that you feel sorry for me because let's face it, we are all experiencing very similar feelings and a very similar set of circumstances. I told you so that you don't feel alone and so that you don't feel bad for snubbing your nose at the flood of quotes that are pushing, you know, everything will be okay, chin up buttercup, you'll survive this, you've got this girl, now's the time to get productive and use your time wisely. Well, here's an idea. Instead of boosting productivity, I believe we need to reach for the tiny things throughout our day that bring some sense of normality and just navigate this absolute mess with empathy. I truly believe that's all we can do. It's all we can do, guys. The headlines at the moment that I'm seeing are all about optimizing oneself during this free time. Learn to knit, learn a new language, work on your cooking skills. I read one of these headlines on Saturday, which guilted me into baking some cookies. Now, they are so bad that they're now officially sitting in a jar titled Dog Biscuits, which my little buddy Hero is very happy about. I mean, at least he seems to like them. He probably doesn't. It's probably food. So he's like, whatever, I'll eat it. (laughs) Now, I don't really consider this time as free time. This is the time you need to be gentle on yourself and make time to digest what's going on. Everyone, literally everyone around us is going through something right now. Financial uncertainty, health uncertainty, and for those that were already anxious, I can't even begin to imagine how you must feel. I'm so sorry that you are experiencing even more anxiety. I guess I've had to ask myself the question, what is success to me? What makes me happy? And I've decided that bringing everyone some routine and joy makes me happy because I love routine and that brings me joy and that makes me happy. And it makes me happy to help others find the same. Now is the time to control what we can control. We don't have control over the government's decisions. We don't have control over this virus. We don't have control about the people at the supermarket in bare feet, wearing a mask, ignoring all the social distancing rules. Oh, the irony. Don't even get me started. But we can control how we go about our day. So if bringing everyone some routine and joy makes me happy right now, then that's what I'm going to do. I can't think of a better thing for my own and your mental health than continuing to connect with all of you and just help provide some routine if you want it though. I asked on Instagram the other day what everyone wants to see from the dance world right now and the most common response was some light and laughter some routine to follow, some reassurance that it's okay to not be okay. I even received this really beautiful message from podcast listener Annabelle. Hi Georgia, I think it would be really nice to hear some affirmations from you and maybe some reassurance really because this is a very concerning time for a lot of people and you're always so calm and mindful I think a lot of people are very anxious right now and I don't really think that that's being addressed by the dance world. Like it, maybe it's a desire for some normality, but the message that I'm hearing a lot is you have to make the most of this time. Keep dancing, keep going, keep your fitness up. And I don't think that that's necessarily the best message given the circumstances. I mean, if you're 
doing seven online classes a week and you're absolutely loving it, then that's amazing. But at the same time, don't put pressure on yourself if you're not feeling it that day and actually you just want to sit on the sofa and watch Disney films. Ultimately, I think it would be nice to hear some insight from you about how we can make sure that we're prioritising our mental health right now. And then maybe some mindful ways that we can look after our physical health too. Thanks, Georgia. I love Annabelle's accent. Isn't she gorgeous? You can actually follow her on Instagram at Annabelle, A-N-N-A-B-E-L-L-E, Brittle, B-R-I-T-T-L-E. She has a, has a beautiful um, Instagram and an adult ballerina. But thank you so much, Annabelle. I hope you still find me calming after my little rant <laughs> so far during this episode. I'm sorry. Um, I'll get to reassurance in a second, but I've already been on the phone to friend and guest of the pod, Laura Trimble Thompson, who is recording some Swan Lake yoga and a very specific meditation for this time in our lives. I will have those up as soon as possible for the community and hopefully that assists everyone's mental health a little bit. I also couldn't agree with you more about the be productive, do a thousand classes from multiple professional dancers who are offering Instagram lives. Look, if you don't feel like doing that, everyone, don't do it. You need to tune into your body and your mind right now and ask yourself, what's going to make me feel good today? It's that simple. There's a lot of pressure at the moment from dance schools and professionals on Instagram to Keep up your daily training, which, given the circumstances, is actually not possible for many. I mean, it's really nice. I've seen a lot of home studios, which are amazing. I mean, there's some very lucky people out there, uh, especially children with these phenomenal home dance studios. And good for them, but that's not the majority. <laughs> now, also, there's a lot of people that just don't even know where to start without the guidance of their teacher. And... They might want to do something, but then find they don't have the space for it or they just don't know where to begin. Well, I have created a little gift for our BB community, something that I hope helps. It's a, it's a schedule. Let's call it the hashtag stay home balance ballerina schedule. You can actually download it from the BB shop for free and I'll be sharing reminders about what's on the schedule on my social media. So make sure you're following at The Balanced Ballerina, which is where I'll be doing um, lots of this sharing. So what have I got planned? On Mondays, a new podcast episode will drop. So if you want a dose of ballet, you don't even have to lift a toe. Just have a listen. Mondays is also about meditation. So spend 10 minutes with me and meditate to Laura's beautiful, soothing voice. And uh, this will be live in your podcast app on Sunday, ready for Monday. On Tuesdays and Thursdays, I will be hosting a private Zoom class. So if you'd like a private or small group Zoom lesson, then you can join me for Technique Tuesday or Technique Thursday. If this is something you'd be interested in, please email hello at balanceballerinas.com for further details. Then on Wednesday, it's all about Hump Day Homework, which are free YouTube videos designed to practice safely at home on my YouTube channel. I already had eight uploaded from years ago and had already 
have already added another five with many more to come over the next few weeks. We'll look at one or two each Wednesday in detail, complete it together and share some inspiring ballet videos that we've come across that week from other people. Then on Fridays, well, this one's for the adults only. Join me on Instagram Live for Glass During Class. Now, this has a bit of a backstory. At my studio, we often run Glass After Class for my adults, which is a ballet class followed by me pouring everyone a glass of champagne and everyone connecting and having a chat. It's one of my favorite events and sometimes we get really fancy and we even have nibbles. But because that won't be happening for a while at my studio, I thought everyone might need a good giggle, a good laugh. So I've decided to go live on my personal Instagram at The Bounce Ballerina at 5pm Queensland time in Australia on Fridays for some bar on my kitchen bench while sipping on a glass of wine. So whether you join in um, or watch and have a giggle at me making a fool of myself, I am happy to provide some light entertainment once a week for you. Now, on Saturdays, Laura is going to provide us with some ballet-inspired Swan Lake Yoga at 10am, and then Sunday's your rest day, because whilst dance and moving our body is so important for the immune system at the moment, especially, so is rest. Now, as mentioned, you can download the timetable from the BB shop, It'll be up on balanceballerinas.com slash shop. And the best place to keep up to date will be on my Instagram at the balance ballerina. You can join in for all or you can join in for one day. It's completely up to you. It's just there to provide you a little bit of structure, a little bit of roster if you want it. But, you know, hopefully this routine and structure might just get you going or provide a connection to look forward to. All I ask in return is please tag me, message me, comment, etc. so that I know you're enjoying the schedule or, you know, that you're doing it with a friend or something. You know, most importantly, please don't leave me hanging for glass during class. <laughs> this could be a disaster. Oh my gosh, what have I what have I promised everyone? Oh, anyway, I'll see you there. We'll see what happens. I'm kind of excited to find out. There could be just my mom tuning in, but that's okay. Now, I'm going to finish this podcast with just some concerns and some advice during this time. If your studio has gone online, I have a few major concerns. It's really important that you use password protected sessions as hackers are already coming into people's conversations and they're sharing inappropriate photos, etc. If you are a teacher, it's important that you use password protected sessions. Now, please don't take a photo of your students and share without their permission. I'm seeing a lot of this and people are in their lounge rooms and not everybody wants their private home on social media. Also, children are in some compromising positions when they're doing a dance class and that shouldn't be snapped and put up for the world to see. I know that everyone has just done the best that they can in the quick time frame, but please consider making your Zoom class sizes smaller. It's incredibly hard for a teacher to correct or keep track of large groups of students and ensure their safety. After calling some industry leaders that I respect immensely over this past week, 
they share my concerns and agree that there's a right and a wrong way to provide online training. Private or small group coaching, not a worry. I've watched Maina Gilgood and many other professionals around the world do this for quite some time. Zoom classes with 20 or more students all jumping around trying to attempt Grand Allegro in their lounge room? Yeah, not okay. I'm seeing children and adults doing pirouettes on tiles and Grand Allegro on concrete garage floors and it's just not okay. I'm not going to go into much further detail because it's pretty obvious, but if you're conducting classes like you would normally on your sprung floor in the studio, you need to stop and you need to adapt. Otherwise, students are going to come back after a month or however long we're in this lockdown for with shin splints and all sorts of injuries. As Marie, the founder of Progressing Ballet Technique, says, the body is forever. And she was really kind to take my call the other day and put me in contact with Deborah Crookshanks, leading dance physiotherapist here in Australia, who will be a guest on the podcast next Monday. Yes, that's correct. I'll be releasing an episode every Monday right now during this time, um, especially because this episode will be super important and all about this topic. We'll get more into this on Monday, but when you have a limited space, your body, your body sorry, automatically adapts and say you're doing like a Grand Batman or a Devlapé in a confined space, you might shorten the leg or hitch at the hip or come out of alignment to make room for the leg in extension. And if you spend a month doing this, you're going to go back into the studio with a million bad habits that your poor teacher has to correct and undo. I've seen brilliant leaders in our industry come out and say that, you know, now is the time to work on placement and to go back to basics. And that's what I plan on doing. That's what my homework videos on YouTube are all about. Now is the time to focus on the perfect plie, the perfect tondu, or the perfect pirouette preparation, not an actual pirouette. It's not the time to be attempting complicated choreography or combinations. Maina Gilgood, who I mentioned before, ex-artistic director of the Australian Ballet and now worldwide coach, shared four key points that we should be focusing on during this time on her Instagram the other day. She said, number one, bar work on posture and placement. You know, that's what you should be focusing on. It's a good time to go back to good old basics. Number two, she said portabra and all the steps relating to epomon, perfect for a small space at home. Number three, repertoire of solos with special attention to style. I think what she meant by this was perhaps if you're studying some repertoire, so say you're studying um, the Giselle variation, go on YouTube and have a look at and pay attention to the style, pay attention to the, the tiny parts of the solo that make it so unique. So really studying style. And number four, she said mime. You know, vocabulary and scenes from classical ballets. Why not use this time to brush up on your ballet knowledge? I loved that post from Maynard. And then I saw one from David Hallberg, who coincidentally, maybe not, is the soon-to-be new artistic director of the Australian Ballet starting next season. He um, recently shared a fellow dancer's post that read, my ballet teacher told me if you could do a perfect plie, tondu and jeté, you can do any steps and tricks for ballet. Well, 
Noted, David and Lena. I am on board with you. And, of course, the wonderful Marie. Long time listeners of the podcast will know how much I love Marie Walton-Mahn, founder of Progressing Ballet Technique. Bless her. She has designed, filmed, and is currently editing her entire syllabus of PBT to be adapted for home. She's encouraging families to do it as a group activity during isolation, using equipment like soccer balls or skateboards that most homes already have. And of course, she's providing and being proactive and generous during this time. I mean, gosh, I love her. She just sent me a video this morning of her rolling on a skateboard whilst doing one of her BPD exercises. (laughs) She thought it would make me smile and it certainly did. But most importantly, whilst teachers around the world are offering their services, remember that your teacher knows you best. As long as they're practicing safe online training, then please support your teacher who might be experiencing financial difficulty during this time in any small way that you can. I'm telling you now, they already miss you so much. Which leads me, unfortunately, into my next point. Studios using this time to poach students, a local studio I saw was offering a week of free trial classes using their online system. This is not okay. Full stop. This is not okay. Everyone is hurting. Everyone is doing it tough. Do not use this time to poach and steal with the promise that students won't lose their technique during this time. The reality is we all will lose a little technique and conditioning. And that's okay. Now is a time to turn a little inwards to keep moving in a safe way that aligns with how you're feeling during this incredibly heavy time so that when we return to the studio, we can softly begin to recover our physical performance. Anyway, like I said, there will be more about this in next Monday's episode with Deborah. How is my own studio and business handling this situation? I had that question. Now, Like I said earlier, heartbreakingly, we are closed. It's now a government rule. We've projected how long we can remain closed until we have to take out a small business loan or overdraft. And I really highly recommend other studios do the same. Because what I'm seeing a lot of studios do is rush to jump online and plan for term two with the intention of sending out invoices for the next term. Even though I don't think any of us will be open. Mum and I sat down and, look, we discussed the whole situation and she agreed with me that it's an incredibly insensitive thing to do at this time. I am so glad that we stayed open for as long as possible because it gave us a chance to talk with our community and check in with them. We found out that a lot of them aren't doing great. People are going to be losing their jobs and struggling financially and... I advise studios to play the long game and show some empathy. Don't put pressure on families with a term two invoice. Work out how you can be creative during this time and focus your efforts elsewhere. I'm focusing on my homework YouTube channel for my students and the BB community whilst continuing to provide free worksheets and resources to help families, you know, with a little dance homeschooling. Perhaps you could organize a group chat or a Zoom meeting with your students free of charge just to connect, say hello and have a conversation. Check in with their mental health. We are all feeling it and your families will be too. 
don't jump into how can we make money during this time because chances are you won't. None of us will. I'm going to steal a quote from Princess Diana now. (laughs) Carry out a random act of kindness with no expectation of reward, safe in the knowledge that one day someone might do the same for you. So how is my own studio and business handling the situation? We are handling it with community spirit and acts of kindness, sprinkled with common sense, financial planning and contingency plans. This feels like the way to go and this is our plan. Now, moving on to food. I'm sorry, I think this episode is turning out to be quite a long one, but I have so many important thoughts I wanted to share about all of this. I'm very concerned about students who will be using food as a source of control during this very uncontrollable and uncertain time. I know that when I was a young dancer, oftentimes when the world felt like it was falling apart, I turned to controlling the food I was eating and responded with some incredibly unhealthy practices. Now is the time we need our health, our nutrition and our immunity. So please, beautiful ballerinas, continue eating well, continue fueling your bodies and also Don't swing the other way. What do I mean by this? (laughs) Well, I think isolation could quickly look a little something like this. 7am breakfast, 7.15am dessert breakfast, 8.30am panic snack as you watch the news, 11.30 pre-lunch snack, 12pm lunch, 12.40 dessert lunch, 3pm post-nap snack, 6pm strange dinner where you're not really hungry and actually sitting down to eat because if you're a dance teacher or a dancer, sitting down at actual dinner time to eat dinner is just plain weird. 8pm, actual dessert whilst crying. (laughs) I strongly recommend keeping as close to your usual eating schedule as possible. As mentioned in my previous episode, if this pandemic is not enough of a wake-up call to start eating well to build the immune system, then I honestly don't know what is. In regards to this, I highly recommend listening to my episode with Dr. Andrea Robertson about nutrition and the phytonutrient spectrum. But most importantly, don't beat yourself up if you reach for the chocolate to self-soothe. It's okay. These are unprecedented times and you will act in unusual ways. Be gentle and kind to yourself. And if your diet relaxes a little, it's okay. I polished off an entire bag of freckled chocolates the other day and... Look, I'll be drinking wine every Friday at glass during class to entertain all of you on Instagram. (laughs) So don't be mad at yourself. Respond throughout the day with thought and mindfulness. But remember, you will act out of character during this time and it's all okay. Look, I think today's conversation is all about settling into this new norm as best as we can. And if you're a teacher, just being really responsible with how we move forward. Try your, try your hardest to put yourself in other people's shoes before judging them and try not to judge yourself. If you want to do a million Instagram live classes from dancers all around the world, then go for it. But if you feel like crawling up on the couch to watch Disney movies, then that's okay too. We are all going through an intense moment of stress together and we need to do what feels right for us. If you're practicing at home, Please be safe, stick to the basics, move a little slower than usual, and I'll be sure to see you on social media if you want to join me in the little BB stay home schedule. 
I love you all so much. And whilst we can't hug much these days, I'm sending you all a big virtual hug across the sound waves. Take care and I'll be talking to you and connecting with you very soon.